folks? You're listening to the Baker Tunes podcast with Matt Munoz. So, lock the little friend. What's up, everyone? This is Baker Tunes podcast episode 60, brought to you by your favorite website, Bakotopia.com. Today, we feature all the way from Sydney, Australia, Sick Puppies, who will be appearing live at the Zone inside the Golden State Mall in Bakersfield on Saturday, February 23rd, 2008. Guitarist, vocalist Shimon Moore took a break to lounge with Bako Tunes and chat about the band's karmic-like success, thanks in part to the video Shimon made for their song, All the Same. If you don't know what I'm talking about, visit YouTube and put in a search for free hugs and check it out. What started out as a gift to cheer up a friend in need turned into an international phenomenon and helped launch the band into rock stardom, opening up for rock heavies Evanescence in 2007. Now in 2008, the band is ready to hit the road to headline its first tour. You're going to dig Shim and his mate, so make sure you get your tickets now by visiting timgardeapresents.com or visit the band's websites at sickpuppies.net and myspace.com slash sickpuppies. Hey Matt, what's happening? Hey, alright, how you doing Shim? I'm good man, I'm good. Excellent. How's the tour going so far? We're in rehearsals at the moment, I'm actually on a way to rehearsal now, picking up a couple of pedals from Guitar Center. We're up in Alaska for two days and then we come back down and finish rehearsals and get out on the road for two and a half months. And it's great because it's a headlining tour and I'm telling everyone, you know, this is our first headlining tour of the States, I'm telling everyone you've got to come out and sell out these shows, tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your dog, everyone's got to come <laughs> to the show. Because if we can sell it out, then we can come back straight away and keep touring, you know what I mean? I just want to stay out on the road. Do you enjoy touring the States? Yeah, man, this is where it's at. This is, I mean, we've toured Australia, and Australia's a funny thing because there's, you know, there's literally eight hours to 12 hours driving time between every major city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's the way that the country is spread out like it's stupid. So <laughs> to go on tour, it takes, uh, it takes like a month to get all around the country because there's only like five major cities and that's it. Whereas here, you've got a major city every two to three hours. You just keep going around, and, and there's so many more cities. There's hundreds of cities. So you just keep going around and around, and, and you know, you know I mean, it takes you two to three months to do even a minor lap of the entire country. It's great. I was reading some of the band's history. The band has been hammering out since 1997. How was the journey to the majors you know, since you started in high school? Uh, long... Fucking long, dude. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing it since we were 15, and uh, it's all we've, we've only ever been in this band. We've only ever wanted to be in this band, and um, we've been really lucky to be able to keep it together. Because some bands, people leave, things get in the way, you know, whatever happens, it doesn't work out. And we've been fortunate to take it this far and, and keep taking it this far. And we're, we're not even close to peaking; we're just sort of getting started. So we're really looking forward to the next few years and seeing how this thing develops. But in terms of the majors, I definitely wouldn't say that we have graduated yet. Everyone seems to think that because we're doing a headline tour that we've graduated and we're definitely not of that mindset we're just we're still kind of studying for the exam if we can sell out the shows then I can then I can write home and say guess what we sold out our first US tour and that would be the greatest thing that I could ask for because that's you know that means that you're relevant that people actually care what you do when they're coming out just to see you mm-hmm. so it's really big and we've got two great bands on the bill with us as well we made sure that we had two really cool rockin' bands that are also doing good things at the moment so it's, a, it's an inspirational show that people want to come to. So, but the journey has been uh, long and difficult and a very great learning experience. It's been like the only thing that we could have done. You could work a day job or be a computer programmer and <laughs> it, it wouldn't be nearly as difficult, but it wouldn't be nearly as fun. What's the story behind the band's name? The band's name, actually, there's a lot of interesting stories about the band, but that's not one of them. The band name was just, we had a long list of names and I just thought of it on a train one day and, uh, and then it was the only one that had any sort of sign uh, associated with it when I went up to visit my dad and he, he suggested the exact same name by coincidence. 
coincidence because he was reading a book of that name and so I just sort of went oh well I guess we could try that for a while because you know it's kind of a weird coincidence and it it really it was interesting because we didn't like it at first because we wanted to sound like we wanted to be like tall and be all dark but it sort of worked well because it just you know it's a little catchy and it works for what we do and we we keep growing with it. Being from Sydney Australia I'm sure you're more than aware of the musical history you know Australia is known for in excess ACDC Silverchair bands like Men at Work from the 80s do you feel like you're leading the next big wave of Aussie rock to cross over into the states because it's been a while since we've had a, a big Aussie rocker coming over. I wouldn't if someone if you are no I, I don't feel that because I, I don't really think that way. I don't think any of us really think that way. We're just like we look at things like we'll we'll go out on tour and we'll see we'll look at our road cases on tour and we'll look at our drum kit and our amps and they'll have these scratches in them and the road cases will have stickers on them and you know signatures from other bands and things. And I remember looking at bands and looking at DVDs of bands when we were younger and being, God, like, wouldn't it be great if we had, like, more than two guitars? <laughs> It'd be great if we had, like, you know, our own road case with our thing, like, spray-painted on it with our logo on it, and now we've got all that stuff, and we, we just go, I can't believe, you know, we came from Australia, and we're over in the States, and we have a road case like that, and we have a tour bus, and we have all of this stuff. We're, like, a legitimate rock and roll band now that's doing it. And in terms of, like, pioneering some new wave of music, I don't think that, I don't think any band who does that plans to do that. I mean, we want to take over the world and everything, but it's not about pioneering a, uh, a movement. It's just about being the best band you can be. So we just want to, you know, keep developing the sound of the band. And uh, and hopefully the best you can ask for is that maybe along the way people will start listening to more Australian music as a result of us being from Australia, but that's what we think about most. The original video for All the Same features the story of Juan Man, the free hugs guy. And I read in your bio how that came about. Did you ever think it would take off the way it did? That's a pretty amazing video. It's really, I know, I didn't think it would take off the way that it did, but I remember when I sat down to make it, because I remember sitting down in front of my computer and, and saying, you know, my friend's grandmother died, I want to make this thing, I know I've got a couple of days free in between recording so I can put this thing together, I can do it in the night. And I sat down and it started just happening in front of my eyes, it kind of put a piece of footage over the song and it would just work and then I'd move a couple of pieces around and it would start to tell this story, which I didn't plan to tell the story, I just I was going to just make a little photo gallery and then it started telling the story and it started really moving me. And, and I, it was making itself in front of me and I, I started realizing that something really special was happening. And I didn't, I didn't think, oh, this is going to be something that, you know, that millions of people are going to watch. I just thought it was something really special. So when it blew up, I was just really um, grateful that so many people got to, you know, got to see it and got to get a kick out of it and, and feel something good from it because cause I remember watch, watching it while I was making it going, why is this, this feels like it's so good. This feels like it's turning into something really special. And then when it blew up, I just thought, oh, I guess it was really supposed to happen that way. I guess I guess I was supposed to make that video at that particular moment. You know, you think it was good karma for cheering, you know, cheering Juan think, up after his big loss? I think, I definitely think of it as that. I think of it as everything comes full circle, everything. And so, you know, making the video for a cause like that and then having it turn into something that gave back to the band and myself 10 times or fucking 10 million times over. You know, and also considering that, I, I honestly do think, like, I remember someone, I can't remember, I read an interview from a band where it realistically a lot like there are so many bands and it takes them you know five or ten years to break through and start being able to make a living and there you know there was someone I can't remember who it was that said you know eventually you get to a point where you've written so many songs and you've done 
so much work where God or the universe or whatever you believe in finally just takes a second out of his day to look at you and go, you know what, you, you've worked hard enough, here's, here's a little nugget that you can take and, and actually build a life and, and here's, here's a free hugs video, here's a, here's a number one single or whatever. And then they give you this, this thing that is going to resonate, that's going to finally push through all the work that you've done and they give you that, that one thing that you can't quite, it's bigger than you, it's not something you would do just by yourself, it's got something extra added to it. So I think, I think definitely karma came into play on that particular <laughs> evening. You recently performed acoustically in Bakersfield. Now you return on February 23rd. What is your electric show uh, going to be like? Oh, it's going to be sick. It's going to be so fucking sick. It's going to be. It's gonna, we got we got new newer songs we're playing. We're playing a couple of old songs, a couple of new songs. We're going to be. Dude, we got worked out a couple of new jams in between, new audience things, so that the audience can feel like part of the show. I mean, we got Save and Able and uh, the, all these bands coming out with us that we're really into. Bakersfield always goes off. Like the fact that they came out the Guitar Center, they really care about the music, and so it's just going to be everything as loud as it can be, and it's going to be a big, mean, sweaty rock show that everyone. I just want everyone to go home and talk about it and bring their friends the next time we come around. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it looks like you guys are definitely on to the next level, and I wish you the best of luck, and you know, have a safe tour all over the states, man. And we'll see you here in Bakersfield on thank February you. 23rd. I'll see you. Will you come, you come to the gig? I'm definitely going to come this time. I'm not going to forget this. <laughs> Alright, well, when you do, come up and say good day after the show. We'll be at the merch desk. Come up and say hi. You got it, bro. Thank you so all much. Alright, man. Thanks. Take Bye. care. Thank you very much, Shimon Moore from Sick Puppies. Don't forget to pick up their brand new CD, Dressed Up As Life. See him at The Zone on February 23rd. And if you'd like to hear more Bako Tunes podcasts, go to the web at www.bakotopia.com or you can also subscribe to us free and get us on your iTunes every episode free. Go to iTunes and put in a search for Bako Tunes. That's B-A-K-O-T-U-N-E-S. All right, this is Matt Munoz from Bakotopia.com. We'll see you next time. Peace. Oh, <laughs>